Hello, it's Rafaela here from ThreadUp. I continue to support the creative community through this crisis with all sessions now on video and phone calls. For details, please check threadup.co.uk. You can also find details of free check-ins I offer on my Twitter at threadup underscore and on Instagram and Facebook at threadup. Please share this. Somebody out there might need it. Stay safe and let's get through it together. Psychomedy Daily Dose, the spin-off series of short episodes of Psychomedy during this time of near total shutdown of a live comedy circuit due to coronavirus. I'm Nathan Cassidy, stand-up comedian and Bachelor of Science in Psychology, and every day now I'm going to be talking with a different comedian about the current situation, along with passing on some hopefully really helpful and positive strategies, coping mechanisms from the counselling professionals we partner with at threadup.co.uk. I'm hoping that by sharing experiences and some positivity with comedians, we can all get through this together in the best possible way. Joining me today on Psychomedy Daily Dose, it's Alex Edelman. Alex, hello. Hey, buddy. How's it going? I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm pretty good as well. (laughs) I'm I'm in my parents' home in Boston, Massachusetts, so I am just losing my mind, you know? (laughs) Okay. Well, you know, I always do a bit of a bit of research, obviously, for this uh, podcast. And I've been I've been researching your family, your parents, and your brother. My goodness, we've never talked about this. Your parents are brilliant. Your brother's brilliant, and you're brilliant, of course. But your whole my brother's brilliant. my brother's cool, man. Yeah, my brother's my brother's great. Um, AJ, for those of you who aren't um, Mr. Cassidy, uh, <laughs> AJ AJ is a uh, he made the Olympics in 2018, the Winter Olympics for Israel in a sport called skeleton, which is like luge but but head first. I've been my- watching him. I've just been watching him. It's yeah, crazy. Oh yeah, he is he's a bit of a jock, uh, uh, but he's all right. <laughs> you know, like he's very he's very jockey. <laughs> and if you watch it at a distance, like if you watch it from a few feet away, it could be you. Because you're, you're like identical twins, aren't you? you? You look very similar. We are not identical twins. That is a joke that I have done on Conan that took <laughs> a life of its own. Because, okay, uh, okay. So, you know, so, so Gary Goleman is one of my favorite comedians. Uh, I used to do a joke. I say, my brother and I look like twins. And one day he's like, you guys are twins. And I'm like, what? He's like, in the joke, you're twins. He's like, yeah, just yeah. say you're twins. He's yeah, like, you, right. no one yeah. cares. He's like, no one gives, no one gives a crap. <laughs> uh and so i was like yeah i guess so i, I started saying we're twins and i feel bad because i did the joke on tv and i started getting letters from identical twins <laughs> and i had to be like i am not an identical twin and people feel betrayed it's like it's like a whole you know people people would send me letters about how they felt like oppressed as an identical twin and i was like that doesn't feel like a group I'm like that's a group where <laughs> what's the oppression uh, a cop pulls you over because he thinks he's seeing double like i don't know uh, i don't know what the what the real uh the real victim is but yeah aj's a great aj's great yeah. and uh, my youngest brother austin uh is a is a senior at mit and he's a really uh interesting funny lovely dude with a bunch of life experience yeah i'm the biggest loser in my family <laughs> not at all not at all um, yeah, from from a distance, couple of yeah, a couple of feet away, you could be you could be identical twins, and it's like you, you, you could be a twin that's like he's he's beefed up a bit, and um, you know you've been a comedian. It's fine. 
I didn't realize you were lying. So you you lie about being a Jew as well, don't you? So yes. Yes, I'm not. I'm not a Jew. I'm actually. uh, (laughs) I'm actually of the Baha'i faith, and uh, I don't know anything about the Baha'i faith. So I should have picked if I really wanted to sustain a bit here. I I should probably should have picked uh, a religion that I know something about. But uh, I really, yeah, I love. uh, I love. I love my my family like every like most people. But yes. uh, but yeah, they do they do sort of put me put me to shame. Can you put them on actually? Can you put your brother on, please? Um, yeah, I'll just get him from uh, <laughs> the other room. No, he's in New Haven, Connecticut, right now. He's that's where right. he's quarantined. So he's pushing so he is pushing a hundred kg, no doubt. <laughs> you know, he really is. He's a like he's a tough guy. He's a tough yeah. guy and an, impre- and an impressive guy. And sometimes I watch him go you know i see the way he's uh built because he's such a he's such a um a jock yeah and i feel bad because we do look so similar i feel like it's the universe going like here's how you could have looked <laughs> well you're an impressive guy as well alex i uh of course saw your um saturday night seder amazing you were head writer on that weren't you yeah um amazing. It, was, it was awesome it was and you've my raised first millions time. you've raised millions what's he raised on his on his skeleton I don't know, Nothing. just awareness for Israel. <laughs> I don't know. He's, but yeah, that was really cool. Uh, for those of you who aren't, uh, Mr. Cassidy, again, <laughs> we, we, uh, I put together with a friend of mine, this guy, Benj Pasek, mm. and a bunch of other dedicated people. We uh, wrote and produced a, a Seder, which is like a Jewish meal for Passover. But we got like a bazillion celebrities to be part of it. We got... Adina Menzel and Jason yeah. Alexander and yeah. Ben Midler and and just like a whole bunch of huge um a huge celeb a huge bunch of celebs and like uh, um Nick Kroll and Deborah Messing and and just the yeah. kid from Stranger Things and it was like and the ben most Platt. fun thing Ben Platt oh my god Dear Evan Hansen he's wonderful. Well, Benj wrote Dear Evan Hansen, which is how mm. we got, which is how we got. Uh, so Benj, who I wrote it with, has done Dear Evan Hansen and La La Land and The Greatest Showman. So, mm. uh, so we're we're big, big, big fans of uh, of like musical theater and Broadway. And so we basically put together a Broadway version of uh, of this of a Passover Seder, and we did it to benefit the CDC Foundation. And we've raised like three million dollars so far. So we're really amazing, amazing, really happy about that yeah well done man you have you have done your bit and more you've done your bit and more for this uh, it's too much money (laughs) well how many how many masks do these fucking nurses and doctors need like can't (laughs) we have some of that cash (laughs) i want some of it i'm not pulling in anything i'm like can't we just have one percent of it no one's gonna be like where'd that three hundred (laughs) thousand dollars go <laughs> I can't believe you're not taking one percent of it, Jesus! You exactly. deserve it. You deserve it. Hey, man! I mean, oh, hey. Like I did work. <laughs> I did work. These are costs. It's costly to sit and uh, write jokes. I don't know. You worked no, hard at that, didn't you? you? You must have been. You must have been at that for weeks. We actually, we actually, it was genuinely the most fun. Maybe the most fun I've ever had, given how badly, like, you know, because you you said to me when we were starting this, you're like, thanks for hopping on, and I want to be like are you kidding me? Like, I'm just so happy to have something to do. Like, so yeah. just having something to do every day and, and to get on a zoom call and write bits and songs yeah. with, with just great and talented people that I had never met by, you know, a weekend we were like thick as thieves. Like I've got friends who I speak to every day now from that, who I've never met. 
oh, and we okay. talk like we're we're best best buddies and it's so weird because when we finally meet it's going to be really nice like it, this this thing has created all these dynamics that um you know that that will that will that will be unfamiliar to any like it will be like when pen pals from the 60s met 20 years <laughs> later in the 80s and, and people did stories about it but yeah the writing process was really hard because it's hard to sit and write just yeah on zoom and you know there were three core people me um, mark sonnenblick who's a composer and benja's right hand man and just an absolute um, genius who helped write a bunch of the songs. Yeah, they were amazing, it. man. I mean, God, the opening number was incredible. With Thanks, J- dude. Jason Alexander, it's amazing. Yeah, it was, so fu- it was so fun. I've never, have you, you, well, actually, you're the first guy I ever knew who would blend like, ah, uh, those Rat Pack shows, those early Rat Pack shows were so much fucking fun because there was always a musical element to it. Yeah. It was so, uh, I didn't realize you, I didn't realize you were so into so into musicals and musical musical theater when you did that, you know, you didn't mention it back then. No, I mean, but I always loved, you know, the, the thing that I love about, um, the thing that I loved about it was that it felt handmade, you know, it felt like, like, like um, a, Hey, this guy's trying to put on a Rat Pack show, but it's also the attic of a fucking bar in <laughs> Scotland. <laughs> and like, the thing is like, I like musical theater, but I much prefer watching people try shit. You know what I mean? Like the thing is I've never been a fan of, of like, I've never been a fan of, of stuff that's really slickly produced. Like I really like watching people try really hard. (laughs) So, so I actually don't go in for most musical theater because I think there's a lot of musical theater that seems pretty easy to me or it seems like the people who know how to do it are just doing it. I love watching people struggle. (laughs) So that's what I liked most about the rap pack. And that's what I liked most about this. Like we couldn't do anything. Uh, um, uh, we just had to struggle along. And so there's something really fun about watching, about watching people who, uh, who don't have the equipment try to put on a show anyway. So yeah. that's, that's more, that's more what I'm a fan of. Does that make sense at all? No, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just remembering for those that don't know the rap pack shows, of course, uh, we can say it now. I was responsible for all of Alex Edelman's success uh, back in 2014. I put him <laughs> on a load of shows and uh, when, <laughs> when, you when did, a few of you us did. wanted him and, um, and there, there he is now. Look at him. You, you, um, buddy, you did put me on a lot of shows. You put me <laughs> on, I would, I could come in almost any time I wanted to try some, I know, I know. To try it's, some material. Uh, and it's, it's so important for young comics to have yeah. just this space to do whatever the hell yeah. they wanted. It, it was really cool. I thought that, I thought it was, I was really psyched to, I yeah. was really psyched to have and I guess, all, yeah. all of that space. Yeah, I guess thinking about it now, that's the reason I wanted you on so much because you would be trying new things, which was what that show was all about. And yeah, absolutely. Seeing people fail, not that you ever failed, and not that you ever failed doing, doing stuff like that in Edinburgh. You can not get a laugh and whatever, but it, it's, uh, it's so much more exciting when you're doing it like that. So that's what that show was all about, you know? I mean, yeah, there's something so, there's something so um, satisfying about, about the, 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 the journey between zero and one, <laughs> you know, if that makes any sort of sense. Like I really yeah. loved all of the, uh, I loved all of the time that I've spent on jokes that, that just di- didn't come off. Uh. And, uh, <laughs> 
because I think the like just the effort of a thing mm. is uh, the like th- that's when you know you love comedy when you're doing something that's failing and you're still still working on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I, I love it when a joke is virtually your your closer or whatever, and then suddenly starts failing for no real reason. It's like, that's a beautiful moment. It's like- Why yeah. does that happen? I've <laughs> never been able to figure that out, but that does happen to me all the time. Yeah, I think it's, it's in your eyes. Jokes have a certain shelf life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's what, uh, it's what, uh, yeah. CK used to talk about um, in terms of, uh, you know, having a ripe, uh, ripeness of a, of a joke. And I think they see that you're dead behind the eyes sometimes and you've done it one too many times that's true i think sometimes i go man if i could just go back in time to when this show is new it would be better <laughs> yeah i didn't have any idea about what was going to uh, whether or not this joke would work and experience the thrill of it working for the first time again yeah i'd be i'd be happy yeah. but uh but I, I don't i don't know man it's it's just a it's hard right now to be creative uh, I yeah. don't know if you're feeling it. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's what, yeah, yeah, it's what a lot of comics have said on this um, podcast, which makes your, you know, your achievement with Saturday Night Seder all the more impressive. You know, pulling that together at the at the very time when we're all feeling at our lowest, because that was like at the start of the lockdown, wasn't it? When we were all so crushed by this, you know. Well, I think the thing is, it was the exact perfect time. We each, uh, you know, I've been quarantined for about a week and a half. When I was on tour in the UK. Yeah, yeah. I was so happy to be finally to- my first tour of the UK and just thrilled that it was all working out. And and then uh, and then it became clear that I was going to have to cancel shows. And mm. and the question of when to do that, I canceled maybe a little bit sooner than than I canceled. I canceled with enough time for it to be an article on the Bruce Dessau website. You know, just enough time for the sweet spot. That's the sweet spot. Uh, Yes, I'm glad I got some PR out of this (laughs) global. I'm being sarcastic in case anybody, in in case anyone is uh, can't tell. But it was, it was a devastating. um, I was devastated for two weeks, and Benj called me at the exact right time and said, "Hey, do you want to do this thing? I've been thinking of doing it." And and frankly, I just think that in a weird way, what's missing is collaboration um, because it's really hard to collaborate right now. Yeah. And so what, what I ended up, what we ended up doing um, was uh, what we ended up doing was, was, was a lot of fun, but, but it was, it was basically, I could sense everyone's desperation to be doing something that wasn't nothing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that that's, it was really um, hard to, um, I'm sorry, I'm getting sad thinking about oh, me. God. I, like, yeah. no, 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 it's, it's really hard to, to, um, to sort of be by yourself and then go into a community and then come out of it. And so the, the funny thing is that this is a, I'm not just, uh, first I was lonely and then I was in a group and doing a lot of stuff. Mm. And then I was lonely again. And yeah. so it's, and before that, by the way, before all this started, I was lonely on tour. Mm. So, uh, so I think for me, it's just been just a really odd 2020 and I can't yeah. wait for this shit to end. <laughs> yeah, um, that, that must be so hard, man. That must be so hard to, I mean, we're all finding it hard, but to, for you to have that massive high, you know, um, a couple of weeks well, ago and then go back to 
<laughs> what we've I'm, I'm still happy for. I'm still happy for the massive high, but it's uh, just a just a slog in terms of 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 uh, of watching. Also, everyone, it's hard watching people I love going through because everyone's going through something right now, yeah. and that's really difficult. Because I, you know, I love my my you know my best friend called me about an hour ago to let me know that she'd been laid off. And I was just like, what the, f-? you know, what the hell is happening? And my dad is a, my dad's a doctor and a professor in Massachusetts. And he's been working on, he's been really involved in COVID relief. Uh, he's been okay. in, in the distribution of PPE and he's actually the last person in the Seder. You know, I put him, in, I put him last. Hmm. So he, he, he offers the last sign off before, uh, or second to last, Jason Alexander opens and closes the Seder. Yeah. Um, but in the musical number, my dad, my dad offers like a brief statement that's like one line long and he's wearing his scrubs and in his mask, but, but he's, uh, but you know, watching him have to deal with, with, with what's going on, oh. um, has been, has been so weird. What's going on in your end? Like, are you, are you seeing, who are you chatting to every day? What's your, what's your day to day like? Well, yeah, I mean, comics, um, yeah, what you said at the top, which was getting in touch with comics and collaborating with people you'd never met before and, you know, forming lifelong friendships. You know, I've been in touch with obviously comics that I know, but also one or two comics because I've done, you know, I've done this every day now since the lockdown. So I've done this, is, this is, I think the 43rd or something. So That's I've been great. talking to some comics that I've never met and just such lovely people like Richard Branch from, you know, famous in this country and whose line is it anyway in the, uh, in the 80s. I and, love Richard uh, Branch. Yeah, yeah, just, uh, you know, a lovely guy. And, uh, you know, so many people checking in. Yeah, it's been interesting from that perspective. But as you say, a lot of people are going through massive lows. Uh, but some, some are okay, but uh, some are going through pretty bad things. It's a real... Oh, and I'm reading a lot. I'm reading a lot, a lot of, uh, of stuff. Mm. Uh, books that I thought I'd hate. Books that I thought I'd love. I just finished mm. The Fountainhead, that... Uh, and that Ayn Rand book, and right. have you read The Fountainhead? Have you heard of this? No, have you no. heard of this? Uh, no, it's a big book in the United States. It's a book of conserv. It, well, it's a novel by this woman who's basically like a libertarian, oh. and it's like a huge. Um, and she was she was part of this. Uh, she's the founder of this philosophy called objectivism. So you know, even though that philosophy is not for me, it's been a good time, like sort of taking in different uh different theories and i think it's i think it's it's worth it's worth a google yeah yeah nice nice well yeah i had a quick look at your twitter actually and what's what's great about it is you seem to be like recommending lots of things to kind of look at and even little clips or little things it's nice and i think anyone that's rec any artist that's recommending other artists work is a, is a great person well i like I I just tweet what I I just tweet the stuff that I like. I, yeah, I like but it's nice though. A lot of a lot of people don't do that. It's a nice thing to do. Why? What do you? Well, here's my question. What have you been reading? What have you been watching? Are you watching anything good? Um, well, I'll tell you what I watched, which is uh, relevant to you as a orthodox upbringing. Unorthodox. I'm sure you've seen it. I haven't seen it yet. How okay. is it? Yeah, my initial thought from the drama was that it was incredible, but is it going to lead to more? you know, racism, basically, kind of thinking that, you know, um, everyone does that, you know? It's like, because, you know, the Hasidic Jews are a controversial movement even within the Jewish community. Like, right now, I'm not sure if you've been following uh, what's happened with uh, 
Bill de Blasio, the mayor of New York City today said, um, you know, tweeted that Jews, you, Jew, to the Jewish community, you guys need to stay inside. And, uh, and because of that, right now, the number one thing trending on Twitter is Jews. I think right now, uh, it's being Jewish, um, or I guess the UK has, it's sort of is going through its couple year long existential crisis about what, what it means in relation to anti-Semitism. And that's been, um, hard and interesting to watch as I come over and, and, and see the way that people relate to Jews and discuss them and, and talk about them. Like, for instance, I do think that, you know, I do think that, uh, that people, that Jews are fundamentally mis- misunderstood, um, by, but, but there's, there's an interesting, uh, there's an interesting thing about that, which is, you know, it is, it's a weird space that Jews live in where you're both white and not white. Does that make sense? Like yeah, it's cool. a, yeah. and so because of that, I think it's, it's created a really confusing uh, relationship to the rest of the world uh, for people who, who are in a world obsessed with classification, who aren't quite sure how to classify Jews. And yeah. so um, unorthodox from what, from what I, what I can tell people don't just see it as a Jewish story right away. People are like, but does it represent Jews? So so I think that's a, that's probably, that's a tough thing uh, to deal with, but, but at the same time, you know, an, an, an interesting, uh, an interesting thing. So I'm psyched, I'm psyched to watch it. But right now, uh, my, my Twitter timeline is just an endless stream of people who are upset about, uh, who are upset about de Blasio, um, mm. the mayor of New York city tweeting a message to the quote unquote Jewish community because uh, the Hasidic community has not been quarantining. They have, um, they have largely, been not largely but there have been big bunches of 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 like funerals and stuff like that where you know where people are getting together because in their community you always get together for a funeral like Mm. it's just doesn't the idea that you wouldn't is foreign um is really foreign to them so so it's it's become it's become really tense in new york city in in brooklyn and in new jersey in a place called lakewood where where you have 500 people getting together right now so, so, uh, so, so dealing with that in a sensitive way is something that the mayor of New York City's had to do. And, um, I don't think everyone has, everyone thinks that he's done it. So it's, so that's the controversy of the day today in New York, right. um, which is that de Blasio has done this, uh, done this tweet and people yeah. are upset about it. Yes, that's, uh. That's not good. Probably at, at, at probably at a time where I don't know whether it's happening in New York and Boston, but there's kind of a, a growing unrest anyway. With the lockdown, more people are flouting oh, yeah. it, and for the mayor to pick on a particular, you know, part of the society is a, that's a well, it's a bad time at any time to do it. But yep, people are really uh, on edge mm. right now. So you know, we're coming to a point where where you know the wisdom of this policy is getting questioned by by various people and and it's like uh because people are feeling the emotional and psychological toll of it so so yeah. this is bound to, this was bound to happen all of all, all the time and i'm actually kind of relieved that it's happening because i i think that anticipating when this was going to happen was part of the fear for me 
when everyone was going to get upset and hopefully like hopefully we make it make it through this route this like psychological pressure relatively unscathed but yeah i mean yeah what a what a what a scary and sad and weird and, and weird thing like how are you doing emotionally um i'm up and down i mean i've got two kids in the house so that helps in terms of just holding it together and if they're losing it slightly i've got to be the <laughs> i've got to be the dad rather than the child going yeah i feel you this is terrible i'm i want to lie on my bed and just uh, be grumpy you know but um so yeah that helps from a certain perspective but absolutely you know you saying you kind of feel lonely there's people in the house but i feel very lonely because you're just not seeing the the people you want to see and um and it's, have it's you, up and down have you had any of those have you had to have any of those hard chats with the kids so, yeah um they get it they get it they're old enough nine and they're nine and twelve but uh yeah they so they've, they've been really good actually they've, they've been amazing and um yeah what a time to be a yeah, it must be, it must be forever for them. You know, you remember our school holidays as kids, you know, this must be forever for them, you know? That's so, that's, uh, that's Enough. genuinely, <laughs> I saw the Elton sing along though. Oh, nice, nice. That's keeping uh, me going though, a little bit of creativity. And as you say that, obviously it's not on the same scale as the Seder, but uh, no, any, any bit of, any bit of creativity, particularly live, I found, I wasn't going to do anything, but I just noticed it was Elton John's birthday like five weeks ago. So I just, at an hour's notice I thought of doing it and I thought well, let's do it every week because it's just a live performance and it's very silly and it's uh, I love yeah. that I love that please keep doing it man oh no I, I will love that stuff I'm running like, out of songs really... <laughs> thank you really I'm trying to think of oh you know my favorite Elton John song by the way I was gonna ask go on uh it's a song called I think I'm gonna kill myself okay do you know the song I don't know it's really funny. I mean, it's it's really funny. It's off. It's off Honky Chateau. Okay, it's nice. off. It's this track either before or after Tiny Dancer. Like it's okay. genuinely a great, great, fun song. Oh, it's amazing. really fun and funny. It, I'm I'm on. I hate to admit this, but I'm on a dating app where yeah. um uh, where uh people have to get together like five or six photos of themselves, and you play a song underneath it. And the mm. song that I have underneath it, because it's so um, jaunty, the song is pretty jaunty, is I think I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> and uh, I don't want to take mental health not seriously, um, but I do love the song. So I think it's worth, go Google it, because that would be my request for... No, I'm going to do it. Um, That's, uh, it's in. I'm going to do that next Wednesday. I'm taking the request, because I've, I've genuinely run out of... I've run out of Elton John songs. So join me next uh, Wednesday at, uh, what would it be? It would be four, uh, three o'clock Boston time. You're five hours behind, are you? Um, yeah, I'm five hours. Five hours, is it? Yeah, join me. So join me there next Wednesday. You're going to get it. But, all right, well, look, buddy, thank you for having me on. Oh, thank you uh, so much, man. Um, you know, I mean, just, you know, obviously we're all in that same boat. If you're feeling lonely, you know, give me a shout. And, um, and uh, yeah, if, uh, um, if anyone... We say all the time on this uh, podcast, we partner with a counseling service um, called Thread Up. So, you know, a lot of people are needing counseling at this time and they're offering free check-ins um, uh, for people that need a kind of chat with a, with a professional and just, uh, just to check in with them for 20 minutes. I think having a therapist has been so huge for me. I've been limiting my check-ins with him a bit, frankly, because of money. Yeah. But um, because 
my therapist is very good, but he is expensive. <laughs> well, that's it. There's thread up or offering free. So for you or for anyone else that needs, uh, yeah, needs you a need quick it. chat, it's, uh, it's there for you or anyone. But yeah, I thanks so much, man. Uh, what a, what yeah, a delight please. to have you on. And again, congratulations on the Seder. What, what an amazing achievement. Yeah, and, man. Um, and if anyone's listening, check it out. And also, I've, uh, I have had to start a Patreon. So if anyone, uh, so I've been putting stand-up on there pretty steadily. So if anyone wants to see any of my stand-up, it is on my Patreon. But, uh, but dude, thanks for having me. I really, Thanks really... so much. And uh, yeah, I'll talk to, you, talk to you soon. All right. Lots right. of love. Keep well, man. Keep well. Thanks, man. The brilliant Alex Edelman there. Yeah, check out his patron, patron.com slash Alex Edelman. You've got a chance there to collaborate with him on future seasons of his BBC Radio 4 series, Peer Group. So check that out. Patron.com slash Alex Edelman. And if you'd like to support me and the podcast and my silly Elton John stuff live on Facebook and Instagram at 8pm UK time, then go to patron.com slash Nathan Cassidy. So thanks so much. That is our show for today. Join us again tomorrow for more Psych Comedy Daily Dose. Please listen back on all the daily shows and all the main shows. Please give us those five-star reviews. Psych Comedy is produced by Mike Hansen at Pop People Productions. Check out psychcomedy.co.uk. There's mental health tips there from our counselling partners at Threader. I'm Nathan Casty. Lots of love to you all. Stay healthy. Stay optimistic. Tune back in for more Psych Comedy Daily Dose tomorrow. Pod People.